Welcome to episode 11 of the TV Autopsy, slicing its way through the series you love. My name is Jakes. My name is Deborah. And I am Megan. And once again, it seems like we've been a bit tardy in getting back together. <laughs> yeah, sorry yes. about that, guys. Life, innit? Life. <laughs> life, life. War, life, Covid. Who knows what's going to be thrown Ooh. at us next. War! I know, it's just awful, isn't it? It is terrible. Yeah. But we're not going to get political. No. Um, so we will talk about something better than that. Um, people seem to like our Christmas episode, our Christmas review. Yes. Did you get any mail in the mailbox? I got hundreds of uh, emails thanking us, thanking me for putting that little song from um, that trumpeteer. <laughs> <laughs> trumpeteer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, no, but people don't send mail nowadays, but I'm sure everybody loved it. Well, uh, I, I got feedback, uh, and it, yeah, and it was just that, that they really had really enjoyed just the, the lots of different recommendations for them to then go away and decide which one they were going to choose to consume next. Well, I, I thought, yeah, it was quite good because... We, we, we've been kind of having a chat, haven't we, about the format and whether we moved into round or not, not pulling back the curtain too much. But I wouldn't see any of these series if you hadn't got me to watch them. <laughs> you know, there's very few of these series that I would have watched off my own back, really, I think. So, um, and, there's, and I've enjoyed all of them, more or less. Mm. So, yeah. And I'm just saying that before we get on to Doom Patrol, which I know both of you don't like. So, I've not uh, seen it. I couldn't uh, even comment. I couldn't comment. Uh, um, and just another little change uh, is that we are going to scatter those facts a little bit more, aren't we, Deborah? Throughout the, um, I mean, it won't, doesn't really matter for today because it's a bit different. But yes, you're going to spread them out like margarine. Y yes, I'll do that. It's because I, I would have got I'm... more like confetti. It's it's a much more attractive analogy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only because oh, I keep thinking that I might get interrupted, and so I just try and get everything out before you then interject. So, but if um, if you're happy for me to spread like margarine, then happy to do so. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anybody got any news? Anything that they, they're looking forward to? Yes. Oh, go on. Russian Doll season two starts on the 20th of April. Should you I've be watching that in one. this political climate? Should you well, be abstaining? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with Russia. <laughs> oh, no, okay. That's great. It's more the um, uh, the metaphor of a doll in a doll in a doll. Right, okie dokie. Yes. Uh. But if you haven't seen season one, haven't seen um, it. Oh, it's I would thoroughly recommend it, but it's not one of my formal recommendations for today. Well, hold on a minute. You can't just tell us that because we know I know nothing about it. Tell us a little bit about what this. So, is um, the it's oh, it's really mm, very stylistic, almost like a cool groundhog day type story where this girl it's this girl's birthday and she keeps dying and waking up at her birthday party and it's it's just her journey to sort of like 
realize that she's on this loop identify what she can and can't do and then trying to break the loop oh. um sounds, and sounds very much like a film called happy death day have you seen that film you know what i yeah, have seen happy have. death day i yeah. quite like happy death day yeah i did as well actually yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's it's i really enjoyed that film as well it is a comparable story but it's different enough yeah. that it's just it's it's really it was really cool. The character, she in particular, the main character was just, I just really, really loved her. She's quite quirky and yeah, it was thoroughly enjoyable and I shall definitely be watching season two, which is set four years after season Ooh. one. I quite like that um, when they jump a little bit because um, then they've got backstory, backstory, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. There's lots of other new things coming back, such as uh, well, Killing Eve season four, which I've yeah. got on record. My brilliant friend, um, which is uh, the third instalment of four seasons, um, which if you've not seen it, it's amazing. I'm shaking my head. Sorry, I'm, you can't. They can't see me today, so I'm, I'm going to tell you when I'm shaking my shaking my head. Oh, okay. So you've not seen it. It's uh, I've so, not seen it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's based on a novel by um, Elena Ferrante, which is, um, I think it was, uh, it might have been, was it Michelle Obama's favourite novel? Or it might have been Clinton's favourite novel. But anyway, it's it's amazing. It's um, set in, it's like these memoirs of uh, a girl who befriends another girl in a very poor, driven down, poverty stricken Naples back in the 1950s. And then season two moves up forward in time a little bit and how this friendship develops and the neighborhood and all the characters in the neighborhood. And, uh, and then this latest season, I think we're now in the 1970s and then the fourth season will be presumably the eighties, but it's, um, so it's four seasons rep representative of the book as a whole. I started reading that book. Four books. Four it's books, four books is it? A four book series, yeah. And it's 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 all in um, the dialect of uh, Naples Italian Oof. of the nineteen fifties. So they even the actors, <laughs> yeah, even the actors had to learn how to you know speak in 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 sort of Napoli. Is that, do you mean like a bit like, like when Irvin Welsh did train spotting and it took ages to read it? <laughs> understand what was going on. Clockwork Orange. <laughs> oh god, yeah, there's another one. But it's a but it's obviously it's subtitled, so you would obviously watch the subtitles. Um, oh, it's, it's it's in Italian. It's in Italian, yeah. But it's beautifully, beautifully shot and it's quite astonishing in some places. It's 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 wonderful and it's also very eye-opening because it talks about you know the misogyny of the time and uh just the hardships and all that sort of stuff so that's my brilliant friend thoroughly recommended and looking forward to seeing the I think it's actually out now the third season is out because I, I saw it sort of playing on the telly the other day uh, then we've got what else have we got we've got the boys season three we've got stranger things season four we've got flight attendant season two these are all coming up and Frasier is getting a reboot. Is it? Yeah. I didn't really like it the first time around. Well, I, I, mean, I never watched it. I never watched it. So sometimes it's, it's meant time to be amazing, right? Day on some of these reboots. Yeah, and I never. It's not. It's got a jazz theme tune, which I think sets it badly to begin with, because I can't stand jazz. 
<laughs> you don't like jazz and liquor. I hate jazz. Really hate jazz. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, like Johnny hates movie. jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> giving me, giving me nothing but shattered dreams. Oh. Yeah, Johnny hates jazz. Um, yeah, so they did Will and Grace, which I thought was okay, but they all look a bit tired. That's the problem, yeah. you know. Well, exactly. And it's, I, I found, I mean, Frasier just get, gets plugged it's constantly on somewhere. It's a bit like Friends, isn't it? And it's, yeah. Like, it, it just, there was always that edge of cringeworthiness about it the first time round. Is it? I'll tell you what, even Gavin and Stacey, when they did their show a couple of years back for their Christmas special, I thought that had lost a lot of its appeal. It, it's it's kind of like you, you capture a moment of time and then when you're trying to recreate it, it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. I, 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 there were some bits of that Christmas special I found a little bit problematic in that I just didn't... They didn't ring true, but... I could see why they were there for the as a plot device. But what, remind me, uh, what do you mean? Well, I didn't, I could, could, couldn't have, um, I just didn't get the relationship between um, uh, James Corden and, and the girlfriend, the nasty girlfriend. The nasty girlfriend. But then the end, the end was lovely. Oh, the end was lovely. The, the what happened at the end? The proposition. What yeah. proposition? Oh. I can't remember it. Uh, what with Smithy and what's the Smith name? Yes. Smithy. Oh yeah, can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm. I think that Rob Brydon is just a bit overexposed these days. He's just in everything, and I just. Oh what? And James Corden isn't? Oh no, James Corden <laughs> is as well. I I would make a point of not watching stuff with James Corden in it these days. Who's the person that looks just like Rob Brydon but isn't Rob Brydon? Rob Brydon's what? younger brother. No, the one, I, no, he always gets mixed up for him. Yes, well, uh, he was in that thing about time-travelling dinosaurs about 10 years ago. It, it, they tried to do it as like a, a, a challenge to Doctor Who, but it wasn't very good. Oh. Tell me what this is. A fish? Obviously. It's a sarcopterygian. There's no trace of them in a fossil record for 70 million years, and then suddenly one of them just pops up in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Totally inexplicable in modern evolutionary terms. Huh. See, Darwin provides most of the answers. It's the pieces that don't fit. Uh, Do not remember it? No. Time-travelling dinosaurs. Well, the dinosaurs were, didn't invent time travel, but they did go through the portals and stuff. I did not see that. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you forgot all about it. Um, I will find out what it's called and get back to you. <laughs> uh, you're not thinking Ben, is, is he Ben Miller? That he's That's mistaken? it. Okay. Ah. Good old Ben Miller. Ben uh, Miller, wasn't he the detective in the first season of Death in Paradise? Uh, now that, uh, possible. Possible, yeah, maybe. Anyway, yes. Ah. Um, anyone looking forward to um, the Star Wars stuff? No, no, I'm, Star, I'm Star Wars out. It's not on my radar. Ooh. There's also loads of Star Trek coming. Oh my and, goodness! Uh, and Lord of the Rings as well. Oh, I know. I did see the Lord of the Rings trailer, 
And I'm actually inclined to watch that. I think I even messaged you guys saying, dear Lord, please make this monopoly yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, oh, that was that. Sorry, I didn't look at that. Yeah. How rude. I did, Megan. Um, I, you, yes, you responded. <laughs> I wasn't that, I'm not that keen on Lord of the Rings. Um, just talking about the Star Trek, because I've been watching se- season four of Discovery, which has become so woke, it's... It's all, it's like nothing's happened for about 10 episodes. It's all about this species that that are like sucking up whole universes or whatever. I'm just not buying into it really. Uh, but Picard's just started and good first, first episode, season two of the first episode, but he's really sounding old. Wow. Really old. I mean, I must have watched him in um, King Lear. Oh, yes. No, was it King Lear? No, it would have been, no, The Tempest at the theatre. Who says The Tempest? It's The Tempest, isn't it? Over over 10 years ago. And he was shirtless in that. And I did did think he looks quite fit for his age, but he is knocking on a bit. Wow. Okie dokie. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah well, well he's, he's, he's got to be in his 80s he? now. He's got to be near, he's nearly be 80. 80 he? I know he's like best, best mates always with Ian McKellen, and Ian McKellen's like 82. Al- I think. Always had a bit of a thing for old um, Picard, though. Did you? I did, I did, yeah. Make it so, Megan, make it so. Um, Primeval was that series. I don't remember Primeval. Uh, no, I know, yeah, I remember the series, but no, I don't. Uh, it was BBC, wasn't it? No, it was ITV. Oh. <laughs> back, in the, back in the noughties, wasn't it? No. I'm thinking of Being Human. It's like the other one that was on yeah, at the same time one. with Russell Tovey. Yeah. Well, lots to look forward to. All right, so we are going to have a little, little look at Cutting Edge, so a series that we have been watching. And Megan, why don't you kick us off? Now, are we allowed more than one series? No, because, well, well, I don't know. But I, I... Think she, I think she can, because I've only got the one to talk about in full. All right, then, go on. OK, so let me, this is, I'm going to start with my main one, just in case you I'm change write your mind. It down. This was brilliant. Oh. I, yeah, so bear with me. It's called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. And it's on... Well, okay. when it's advertised, it's Kevin Can F Himself. But then they sort of like pan the camera through the F and then the U and then the C and then the K. Um, (laughs) It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's a dark comedy that alternates between... It's got a kind of traditional part sitcom and the rest is dark, quite dark, gritty comedy. And it's uh, set in Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm just going to read a little bit of the briefing here. The series follows the journey of Alison McRoberts, a stereotypically smart and beautiful sitcom wife. And I'm doing inverted comma finger air quotes there, who is married to Kevin, um, a deeply unpleasant, self-centred man-child who is clearly punching above his weight. Um, And um, 
it's hard trying to how, how to so whenever he is on screen it is 1990s style sitcom so it's quite brightly lit um it's all there's canned laughter he's clearly supposed to be the funny lovable ha 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 individual and the wife is often the butt of the jokes and okay. straight, the straight one yeah and and she then but 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 at the end of the first scene what you're watching it going oh this is very tired and it's not going to happen she walks out of the lounge into the kitchen and it's suddenly the lighting shifts everything is a bit dark and grainy and gritty Ooh. and you can you just she just moves you can see she's turned into downtrodden um oppressed wife and during the first episode she discovers that or oh, I don't want to give away more than what's actually in the first but it, it transpires that he he is he is not the nice jokey he's a misogynistic nasty piece of work and various things unravel during the um during season one but she finds that she's been dreaming of buying a house and she's been saving all their money and she finds out he's basically spent all the money there's no money and there's lots of other things that come out he's just a very very nasty un unlikable at best despicable and it had if he wasn't in this the 1990s sitcom feel it'd be quite interesting what he what he transpired like but she makes a decision she's got to basically break free of him and get rid of him and she, it, the, anything that she's in that he's not is gritty dark comedy mm -hmm. and then there's this weird juxtaposed That's 90s great. sitcom it's so clever stylistically it's amazing they use the same sets but with totally different lighting it yeah. has such a different feel right and um i'm very intrigued by that yes it, yeah it's so so clever um i'm just trying to i was trying to find the quote what would you from, give it out of 10 oh my god i would give it like nine plus out of 10 hmm. it, it interestingly it scored 6.9 on imdb they nothing which i think is wholly unjustified it's coming back this year for a second season and it had a real it was it was um whichever channel made it in the states it was their biggest audience for um it's it's like my mate dave okay so when uh, the league of gentlemen the first series came out uh I loved it, and uh, so did Vicky. And then I Dave, and you liked it. Dave came to look, watch it. He was uh, one of our flatmates at the time, and he hated it because he wasn't ready for it. And then by the time mm. the second season came around, he was all over it, and he loved it. Uh, oh, that's a, that sounds it. a bit like you with <gasps> ghosts. Oh, well, no, no, it only took me one episode. It, well, it's still very much like Heidi Hyder. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, okie dokie All right, I'm going to go next it's only a little one uh, does anyone remember uh, a sitcom called The Kids in the Hall oh yeah vaguely now, I, yes. I I completely forgotten about this and it's um, it's it was uh, a subversive comedy made by a lady of young uh, American uh, guys 
in probably the late uh, the mid to late 80s and they all play all the parts so they uh, they play like uh, female characters male characters they uh, drag up and it's kind of a bit of a precursor to the league of gentlemen and i'd completely forgotten about it but it's really quite funny just very odd scenes so that like there's this scene where uh that one of them is playing like uh, a blues singer and he's a blues singer and uh, you know he's got this girlfriend and then it snaps to like the girlfriend who's a typist who's going i just don't like him being depressed all the time it's just, it's 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 hard to kind of explain but i think i watched all of it and i think it influenced me quite a lot when i was young and the, that, that was the kids in the hall yeah and that um, was 80s was it yeah, um, it's on yeah. Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. That's where I found it. But yeah, it, um, I watched a couple of episodes, and it was still very, very funny. So, mm. yeah. so it stood up. Yeah, so. it's really weird because I I knew I'd seen it before, but um, you know, it's I suppose it was of the time when you just catch an episode or so. But yeah, I'd kind of recommend that. And it, you so can... it's not it's not a replica. It's the it's the exact. I'm just what yeah, it's just the original series. Just the yeah. original, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Cool, Amazon Prime. My turn. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Okay, so I've been watching Inventing Anna. Uh, I've heard about this, which is on Netflix at the moment. It's uh, I think it's the biggest trending one at the moment. Um, I am literally on the last episode. So there's nine episodes um, and I'm on episode, uh, I've just finished or halfway through episode eight. Um, but it's um, it's an interesting one. It's, it's based on, well, it's quite extraordinary really, based on a true story of uh, a 25-year-old-ish socialite called Anna Delvey who um, purported to be um, a, a Russian-born German heiress to like a $60 million trust fund. Um, and, um, and she basically touted herself to be this kind of genius entrepreneur um, looking to open up some kind of very kind of elite, rich artists, arts, social club, uh, a bit like Soho House, but in New York. However, it transpires that with all her hobnobbing with the rich and the influential, with bank managers and lawyers and CEOs of all these big companies that she uh, that she might have actually been a con artist. Um, And she basically defrauded um, out of all her associates, her friends and all of these people, uh, the banks and CEOs and all sorts, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, um, you know, big federal American banks. Um, it stars Julia Garner, um, who it plays Ruth in Ozark, the blonde curly haired one. Um, so she plays Anna Delvey, and um, and Anna Chlumsky, who you might remember as the little girl in My Girl with Macaulay Culkin. Oh, the one that died from the bee stings. Um, oh no, that was him, was it? Yeah. Oh no, irrelevant. Um, uh, so she, so she plays, so she plays the part of this journalist who's trying to unpick and write her story. So basically, the real journalist uh, was a woman called Jessica Pressler. She wrote a New York article entitled "How Anna Delvey Tricked New York's Party People," 
Um, and about a month after it was published, um, Shonda, uh, Shonda Land, Shonda, uh, what's her name? Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Rhimes, I think, uh, picked it up and said, I want to make this into, I want to make this into a series. And she was a bit unsure about it. Now, this same journalist um, wrote an article that was nominated for an award, which was then turned into the film Hustlers. Remember the um, the film Hustler with with uh, that one didn't it win an Oscar or two? Hustlers. Yeah, I um, haven't actually seen it. So no, is that based on Anna? What's the face as well? No, so this is the journalist that wrote the oh, article. Oh, separate, separate yeah. story. But um, but the person that that um, Jennifer Lopez was in Hustlers. Is it that um, one? Um, Jennifer Lawrence. No, Jennifer Lopez. It's about about the viral New York Magazine article. Oh no, maybe it's a different Hustler. Sorry, I'm not doing very well, am I? Come on. Uh. There's lots of hustlers. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of the hustle. No, you're right, Jennifer Lopez. She plays. She plays her. She plays Jessica Pressler, uh, loosely based journalist. Anyway, no, I'm thinking of the hustle. Yeah, I'm thinking of the hustle. The hustlers. Anyway, it's 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 really extraordinary because basically this journalist Vivian Kent, as she's known, she's kind of like the storyteller. Uh, or she's like telling us the audience what what's going on. Um, she's unpicking all of this and, and interviewing um, Anna Delvey, who's been picked up, arrested, and is awaiting trial. She's sitting in Rikers Island, awaiting trial for basically grand larceny and um, and fraud, um, and uh, and is trying to get a story together, but is going out and investigating by interviewing all these top people, people that you and I have, would have heard of um, and other people that we would never have heard of because they're just the social elite, very rich, or, you know, they might be CEO of, I don't know, some big airline or whatever that we might never have heard of, but very, you know, all the kind of rich list that she's been managing to hobnob uh, her way around. Um, and it's just extraordinary, the kind of the audacity, uh, the confidence that this young 20-something girl manages to, I don't know, convince all these people that she is this German heiress with this, uh, you know, this big plan, this big dream, and she wants people to help her achieve this dream by literally parasiting money off them um, and, and coasting from hotel to, to rich house um, and, and talking to, like, big um, finance lawyers to convince um, the banks to lend her forty million dollars to get this set up. Um, it's just extraordinary. Now, I, I, I at just, the same time, she's racking up massive bills in hotels, isn't she? And, and yeah. leeching money off of of her friends, supposedly of her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody really knows who she is. But what I found, I found it a bit conflicting because I've got mixed feelings about it. Because on the one hand, Julia Garner, we know that she's a really good actress, but She's got this accent, which is a very strangely mixed up accent, which apparently now there's lots of TikTok memes and so on going around. She's, so she's got this accent, which is German, French, Slovakian, not even French, um, sorry, um, Russian. Um, it's, you know, kind of European accent, which is non-placeable. Um, she's incredibly rude. She's completely charmless. She's unlikable. She's quite plain. Even though she is spending, harsh, that, 
even though she's spending thousands of pounds on the best clothes and she'll get into a hissy fit if she doesn't get the right clothes. This is a, there was a miss, um, part where she's meant to stand trial at the end the bit, the bit I've not yet seen but I've read about it and it's true that this is what actually happened she has a hissy fit about not having the right clothes to wear for trial that kind of thing um you know I've got to wear Yves Saint Laurent or whatever um she, you know she's very kind of not a very narcissistic petulant child-like character I and I, and I just find that it's kind of unbelievable. Is, it, is this a miscast? Is this not being cast properly? Or is this just the writing? Because it really jars that this this girl, essentially, who's going around wearing baby doll dresses, is convincing all of these people who are generally much older than her and generally in big, huge positions of responsibility um, are believing in this, in this, in this girl. Um, well, I don't know now if you like it or not. You don't know what? Whether you like this series or not. So what, so, but this is the conflict that I'm having because it makes sense that it is so unbelievable because when you Google image Anna Delvey and you put the two pictures together of the real Anna Delvey and uh, the actress that plays Anna Delvey, Julie Garner, I mean, it's, you know, they've got, they've got her all down, you know, in terms of what she's wearing, and what she looks like. So it's it's quite it's quite uh, compelling. You can't help but want to keep watching and see how this pans out because, in a way, you kind of say, "Fair play to this European girl who's come over from America with not a stitch of money on her, but convinces everyone that she's this you know millionaire heiress, and this is what she wants to do, and she is literally living the high life and living off people, and they're all believing her. It's um, so I, I wonder if it's a deliberate way of portraying her and maybe that is what she was actually like is actually like you know she's she's now incarcerated serving a sentence but um mm. but the well, sheer, you know it's um yeah it's an extraordinary compelling story um do you find yourself watching it with your phone out so you can google stuff to see if it really happened um just just the once I wanted to see what she looked like in real life because I just mm. couldn't believe how this kind of plain charm is unlikable, rude, obnoxious. Right, I'm going to have to have a look at her now. What's her name? Because you said she's played about a hundred times. What's her name? Anna Delvey. Anna Delvey. I will give you my and to, and, to, and and in all seriousness, the actress Julie Garner is far more beautiful oh. than the real, than the real Anna Delvey. She looks um, like a young. Uglier version of Deirdre Barley. <laughs> uh, with her big glasses. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, it's um, it's it's very watchable. Um, you know, I'm not sure in terms of the production itself. There are various characters that do have their charms, um, such as the journalist colleagues that sit in this place called Scriberia, which is basically the corner of the office where journalists go to die. They don't even get a window. Um, but uh, but the rich and the influential that are on there and the other characters, her associates that she's involved with, they're all pretty hateful, unlikable characters. But it's still an incredible story. Um, okay. And it's and it's only uh, it's only recent times. You know, she was only convicted mm. a couple of years, but a what, few years what, ago. What's it on? Pod- what, uh, it's, on it's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. All right. Okay. So has anyone got anything else? Because I've got an extra one actually. I've just thought one. Uh, 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 go on, Megan, you're next. But uh, let's do this a little bit quicker because otherwise we'll be here all night. So, 
Um, well, I do actually have two, but I'm going to go with the next one, which is yellow jackets. Ah, oh, now I've heard very good things about this. Well, I've got to, I've, unfortunately, I have to break some bad news to you, which is it's no longer on Sky slash Now TV because they've, they've it had a time bound run, although I'm sure that they will re-show it because it is getting a season two um oh, yeah, release. No, I'm sure there'll be a rerun it. then. So what's it about? Right. So it scores eight on IMDB. <laughs> um it's equal parts survival epic psychological horror story coming of age drama. Um and it's set in two parallel times time frames. So parallel parallel time <laughs> Um, parallel like time zones time timelines um so it's the story of um a high school soccer team that makes it to the national finals and on the flight to the national finals the flight crashes in the middle of the woods middle of nowhere um and they are basically just in deep 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 wilderness and so one storyline is in 1996 when the 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 plane crashes and the other storyline is current day with some of the survivors and what so they didn't get out of the woods some of them made it out but so not for 18 months. So there's this 18-month period where they are stuck, this small group are stuck in the woods and going into, like, Lord of the Lord Flies. Of Lies. Survival oh, mode. Great. But and all women? Not all women, because there's a coach, there's... Um, I thought it was a football team. How can women play football? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I laugh there out of politeness, but I'm retracting I'm that. I'm joking. Laugh. I don't know anything about football. Go on. That makes uh, it better. And then it's it's um and then the other story is, is obviously 25 years later, and it there's some of this something from their parts when they when they were um uh when they were saved they've obviously they've made a pact not to talk about it so the most they ever talk about is it was really hard um and they've all gone their different ways so one of them is you see her coming out of rehab one of them is your average suburban housewife mum one of them is running for congress um and they but something comes back and they're suddenly being sent postcards with a certain symbol on them on it which is obviously <laughs> a t and it so it's it's kind of the, the two stories are linked and i know what you did last summer it is a bit it's a bit lord of the rings i know what you did last summer 25 years ago lord of the flies <laughs> yeah what did i say lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> My precious. <laughs> wow. That sounds really good, yeah. though. It is really good. And the way they, you kind of like, you spend the first couple of episodes trying to piece together which girl is which adult. And, I mean, some of them are obvious, but some of them, and it's just really clever. And then they, it's just this constantly peeling back onion of a story. And they've only, by the end of season one, 
and there is a season two coming. But by the end of season one, they'd only covered about maybe the first three months or, or after the plane crash. There's oh, they know what they're doing there. Yeah, like, I was going to say, so they've it. deliberately so it's lost meets yeah. Lord of the Flies meets I Know What You Did Last. It's, it's re really enjoying it. Really okay. enjoyed it. It's finished for now. Yeah. All right, well, hopefully it'll be back. We'll let you know if it comes back. All right, I just wanted to quickly mention... Um, uh, series three of um, what we do in the shadows dropped onto BBC iPlayer. Have you seen the series, you see? Not the series, no. I've seen bits and pieces of the oh. show, but not to watch, yeah, down to watch it. So it was based on a film by Tika Tark. Um, what was his name? Not to the Tark of the Otter. What was his name? I can't say it anyway. Tark of Dahl. Tiki Waiatiti, I want to say. Not, yeah, not Tanita Tikaram, who is doing the good tradition of love and hate. Uh, the guy who did Jojo Rabbit. Uh, oh, I'm, I love Jojo Rabbit. Not go. seen it. You've not seen it? Oh, well, we can't talk about this film. No, no I've, got it, I've got it on record since last Christmas or before. Oh, it's so good. Um, Tai Waititi. That guy. Anyway, so it's based on a film that he wrote, um, and it's now a series, and it's basically a fly on the wall documentary um, about camera crew that have permission to go and film um, a uh, group of vampires living in modern day America, and it's got um, oh, Matt Berry, the one who always talks like that. Um, who I find incredibly irritating usually, but he's no! perfectly cast. We love him. Well, I do Supermarket. But he's perfectly cast in this. In this. Um, and um, so there's two male vampires and then this uh, uh, female European vampire. And they also live with a guy called Colin Robinson, who is a, um, what's it called? A social vampire or something? An energy vampire. He's basically very, very boring. And what he, what he does is bores people to, and drains their like energy. Mood Hoover. Yeah, it is so funny. And it keeps just getting better. And this is a final se uh, series. They're not making any more, I don't think, because of the way it ended. But it's just so funny. It so it's set in the, are all series set in the US? Yeah. So, yeah, they're just living in this house. Uh, and, you know, they're all about four or five hundred years old. Uh, and they've, you know, they've got, they've got this. Uh, I think it's called Guillermo. Guillermo, who is a familiar, who is just obsessed with becoming a vampire, and you know they're never going to make him into a vampire. Because they don't want to be stuck with him, you mean? Uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. They, it just, he's just not important enough to them. So you know, it opens with a gun. I think tonight, tonight, they're going to make me a vampire. I got you your present, Guillermo. And then he shows him like he's made a glitter picture of him and Guillermo as a vampire. And it's very funny. Was so so right. I've definitely seen something, but I hadn't clocked it as American. Was there an English version? Is this a remake of right. the English series? Now, so the the film was based in a place called New Zealand, uh, and so I think that was all set over there. A place called New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. I was going to say a place called Manor House Park. <laughs> And this series, it's kind of, it's, it's set in um, America, but I think it's a partnership between the BBC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's, it's I, I think it was on BBC too, isn't it? It is, it's, it's on the BBC, yeah. It's on the BBC, yeah. I'd like that. Oh, yeah. um, but it, it's just so 
funny. Like this this whole thing about um, you know, Matt Berry's got this witch's hat and his his wife has got, oh bloody hell, you've got that bloody witch's hat, it's cursed, man. And uh, you know, he's put this every time he puts a hat on, something terrible happens and he I like the hat. It's you just... sound like Anna Delphi now. <laughs> well, I'm not right. Well, you know, just watch it, it's great. <laughs> I don't know who's Anna Delvey. Oh. oh, yes. Sorry. Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. <laughs> there we go. Oh, right. Is that it? Are we done? Should we move on? There's one very little addition. Go on, oh no, Deborah, have you got something? All I was going to say was, um, I watched the girl before that you suggested. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't, didn't like it. it. No, I didn't like it. And I watched the Responder because everyone said to watch the Responder. Do you I didn't like it. I respond to us. What did you think of it? I don't know. It was quite good. It was quite good. Oh. <laughs> Martin, Freeman, Martin Freeman and his Liverpudlian accent being some kind of urgent response officer um, on night shifts in Liverpool. And he's kind of morally uh, compromised. Ooh. Has mental health issues that he's dealing with. That kind of thing. Work, coming into home, homework, blah, blah. It's good. Can I, can I quickly, very Go quickly on. mention Upload? Because season two is coming out on Amazon Prime uh, next week. And basically, it's um, the, the, there's, a, there's a chap who it's set in the future and you can be digitally uploaded instead of dying so that you live forever. And the digital world can interact, like you can call your mates back on in the real world. And this guy, he is in a driverless car crash with his girlfriend and she is absolutely loaded. And at the hospital, she insists that he gets uploaded rather than operated on. And so, and it's, and, and because her family's loaded, she's using her grandmother's plan for this heaven which, so it's her grandmother's idea of heaven, which is this really old-fashioned <laughs> hotel. <laughs> um, anyway, so he gets uploaded, and gradually through the series, you start thinking about, well, maybe actually someone was out to kill him and all of this sort of stuff. But it's the, the interaction between the digital life and real life is just quite excellent in weird and off. And just... So wait, so they die? Yeah, well, yeah, they basically their heads get blown to pieces in the process of upload. They they covered it in an episode of Doctor Who, so they your your consciousness gets put into a computer, basically. Yeah, so it's a bit like the um, downsize. Yeah. Matt Damon meets the Good Place meets Free Guy meets We Are Legion, We Are Bob. If you haven't ever read that season, um, and it it so it's not entirely original. But it is pretty enjoyable. Sounds fun to me. Yeah. All right. Season two uh, next Amazon, week gets Amazon released Prime. next week on Amazon Prime, and it's uh, it scores an eight on IMDb. You are obsessed with IMDb. What's going on, Megan? Because I always think it's quite good. Good rate just just to know what, what, what other people are making of it. Well, what I'm, does TVA rate it? I don't know. That's us. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> big thumbs up, but not as big a thumbs up as Kevin can fuck himself. <laughs> um, all right, have we got any flatliners? Deborah, you or you stuck one in just then, didn't you? With the uh, with the the girl before, yeah, I didn't like it. Oh. It's um, 
Did well, you not like the house? Did you not think that was interesting? It's an interesting character. Interesting character, but uh, I just thought it was just a bit. Uh, the men, every single man, every single male character in the, in the, in the show, it was just. They were, they were awful human beings, all but awful. we should be and watching male not... characters and be mindful of what some of them do that is normal, which is unacceptable behaviour. And I thought it, I, I thought that was part of its excellent was that its male characters were not pleasant, like Jimmy yeah. Savile. Well, they weren't quite Jimmy Savile, but a no, little but... bit more subtle than that. But there was but, yeah, the narcissist. There was just and not the... one redeeming male character in there, and that was very sad to me because it's like, can we not trust any man in, in in any walk of life that we come across? And that just that felt a bit that, and that yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought it was yeah. a little bit a bit um drummy. Oh, controversial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, have you got anything, Megan, that you want to say for flatlining? Flatlining? Um, no. no. No! You've not seen any rubbish. <laughs> yeah, you've seen a lot of television, but well, nothing... I, I, this, no, to not... avoid. Like... No. Oh, not great. That I can... No. All right. Well, let's move swiftly on then, because um, we are going to move on to our main feature which we're going to whiz over, really, I think, a little bit. But we are going to be looking at the series Doom Patrol. This is the story of five fearless superheroes. Justice League 2020! Woo! <laughs> More TV superheroes, just what the world needs. Ugh. Do you have a photo printer in there somewhere? No. Is it your butt? I bet it's his butt. Are we really the best people to hunt a supervillain? Hell no. What? What? Uh... All right, so, Deborah, as you haven't watched it, you haven't yes. got any facts, so I will give you my kind of <laughs> tiny little facts that I've got, because I didn't write many down. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, it started in 2019, um, and the show is Jeremy Carver. It's based on Doom Patrol, which is a comic book by Arnold Drake, Bob Haney, and Bruno Premiani. Um, it's uh, a DC comic. Uh, it's on Stars, which is an add-on for Amazon Prime, something like £2 a month. And uh, the, Yeah, um, it's not £2 a month after the initial period. Is so it I not? No, it's eight quid a month or something. You're joking. Because oh. I'm like, I will pick it up again when there's something. I, I want to watch a few things. Oh, my God. I've been just thinking it's only two quid a month. No, check what it, that's the introductory offer. And then they sneak it up. God. All right. And the actors are Diane Aguero, um, April Bowlby, Alan Tudjik, Matt Bomer. Brendan Fraser, you all might remember oh. him from The yes, Mummy. George, George of the Jungle. Oh, George yeah. of the Jungle. Uh, well, he's changed a bit since those days. I can tell you. And yeah, you said he's got a bit fat. Timothy Dalton. Are we allowed to say fat? No, I wasn't going to say that. Fat, I was going to say he's turned into a robot, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's so, robot. So, right, cards on the table. Who watched, who, who watched this? I watched about half season one previously, yeah, and lost l lost my um, mind. 
No, I've lost my Virginity? mojo to cap. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, let me just give you a little kind of overview of what it's about. <laughs> because I really like it. Um, so it's, it's about four very dysfunctional, oh, five, five very dysfunctional superheroes um, who are all drawn together by uh, this professor played by Tim Timothy Dalton. With a pen? Hey. Oh, she ah, gets ah. disruptive when she's got a fact of the Basically, uh, he creates um, these superheroes by one of a better word, and they're all really dysfunctional. So you have got um, a, one character who was a 1950s B movie film star who was oh, just yeah. an absolute bitch. She was horrible. She got someone fired off a set because he only had one arm. You know, she didn't want to look at him. He's ugly. He's hideous. And anyway, she gets bitten by this like creature, which basically makes her whole skin just turn into a big blob. So every time she's stressed, her face just melts. So someone who's incredibly vain, that's just like the worst thing that could happen. Uh, and then you've got um, a guy who uh, gets, um, who has a, an alien entity inside him and he's nuclear radioactive. So he has to be covered in bandages. Uh, you've got um, a character But the called... girl with the multiple personalities. Yeah, she's got about 18 different personalities who all have different superpowers. Very difficult to keep up. And then the one. last one, is uh, Brendan Fraser, who was uh, this 80s race car driver who was a terrible human being by all accounts and uh, basically had a terrible accident and all they saved was his brain. So they put him into like a really old-fashioned looking robot. <laughs> and, and it's just quite surreal and odd. And it builds and builds. So um, like there's, there's a character called Danny the Street, basically. And the character is the street, and this street appears every now and then in different locations. And it's a very, very camp street. And, <laughs> and, and, and um, so, like, the FBI are, are trying to hunt this street, and one of the FBI people get, goes into the street, and then he ends up being a drag queen in this street because Danny helps everybody be themselves. And then, and then season three, the whole premise of season three is our 50s film star travels back in time, basically. Um, and she's working for this department where they don't like people with special powers, blah, blah, blah. But the brilliant thing about it is they form a club called the Sisters of Dada. And they just, every lunch hour, they go downstairs and do just crazy things like, do you, do you know what Dadaism is? Yeah. So, no. So Dadaism was like a movement in like the twenties. It started with poetry. It started with poetry. A poet started it, and then it kind of the artist then started to move into it and make it into something even bigger. I used to be really pretentious at university, like called it Dadaism, but it is Dadaism. Anyway, it's just so funny and it's lovely, and I think it's a brilliant series. And that's all I want to say about it, really. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know why. You why didn't you like it? it you preferred it over the Umbrella Academy. Oh, didn't yes. You? I really did. I thought. Because I'd watched the Umbrella Academy and absolutely adored the Umbrella Academy. So, watching that, you know, there are, yeah. the, there are the, the um, analogy. No, what's the word? Uh, yeah, there's comparisons, definitely. Yeah. Do you know what? I watched, I watched Doom Patrol before Umbrella Academy. And whereas I have probably 
um, a sophisticated enough palette to be able to differentiate between the two. Uh, <laughs> I do understand that if you watch one first, that you might prefer it to the other. But I did. Yeah. I like the subversive qualities of. of but I seem to recall that in one the uh, pilot episode of TV Autopsy, you would, without me and Deborah, uh, you were discussing. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, I was with my split personality, yeah. And you, yeah. you, you kept comparing it to Doom Patrol. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm really like Doom Patrol. <laughs> there we are. Well, there's not a lot I can say about it if nobody really watched it. But um, so, apart from the umbrella thing, what did you not? What did not draw? Did you not like the characters? I thought the characters were great. Um, I, do you know what? It could have been any. I, I, um, if I went back to watch it again now, which uh, I just had a, I've had a really good run of excellent TV. <laughs> Fair so it's been really tricky. I've even I'm I'm currently finally decided to try and consume the Crown, which I'm. I'm enjoying have you not seen I the Crown? I need to get on it as well. I, million, I have not seen any of it. I'm enjoying it a million times better than I thought I would. Well, can I just it, give a little shout out to my Baked Bean actors um, for the Baked Bean Theatre Company, um, a group of actors with learning disabilities who are in season four in a whole episode. So, there. Oh, wow. Well, I haven't got on to season four yet, so I shall keep my eyes peeled. My friend um, is in it. But, yeah, there's, <laughs> but I, I've just been really... Uh, I try and find my mojo to go back and re-watch the, sec and watch the second half of season one on the Doom Troll. I was struggling a little bit, but I, well, I, don't, I couldn't put that. my finger on why. I just, it was like, it didn't completely consume me, so I obviously got sidetracked by something else. Fair enough. Can I just ask about The Crown? All right, so Emma Forhoy played the no. Queen. No. What was her name? Claire Foy. Well, close enough. So Claire Foy was series season one and two, yes? Yes. I'm writing this down. Right, who played the Queen in seasons three and four? Olivia Coleman. Right, so she's back for season five, I see. Or am I imagining that? I'm sure I saw the trailer. No, no. Yeah, because I thought it was Patricia Rutledge, but I'm not sure now. Don't know. I'm on season three at the moment. Is that the one with the cold slag heap and stuff? Yeah, oh. and Van. Yeah, just seen that. You've watched that, take it, Deborah. I have not seen any of the Crown yet. Yeah, I'm I, I, I was fairly resistant to it, but I've I've really enjoyed it, and it's really. I have to. I'm googling it constantly, going oh, and and seeing. There's times when you think, oh, they're being quite sympathetic towards that particular individual, and then you see something else, and you go, what a despicable human being. Oh, goodness me. Um, what what about not, the bits? It's not exactly uh, true to fact. True to yeah, no, I was it's, about no, to it's say. What, it's, I suppose it's more truthful to fact than, I don't know, the only way is Essex, which is all nonsense. <laughs> uh, but it's, I suppose, so you've got the facts that they lay on, and then there's, I suppose they just have to guess what they yeah, say. Yeah, so there are. There are, they, they've obviously got there, there's certain things which are a matter of public record but I think that the royal family's response to some of those things yes. are broadly interpreted yeah um, do you think they, say, they all they get say, together and watch it how they, weird to have they have they have made comments haven't they they have said um, it's um, <laughs> you know it's for, it's it's fodder but it's not true they say no, but if yeah. you had a, a whole series made about you and your family you you would definitely watch it, wouldn't you? Oh, you 
totally would. Yeah, would you? Totally would. Going, I'll love what they've done to you. But there's, do you know what? There's um, there, there's bits that you see, and like even on a factual level, you're just kind of like, well, she had a rough time of it, or that was brutal, or you know, that there's. I'm not a particular royalist, which is, I think, why I was see, fairly resistant to watching it. See, I am, which is why I kind of don't want to watch it. Oh, I in think a way. that you I do want to watch it. But I, think I, I think they're quite sympathetic to the royal family, really. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it is, and I think it adds a layer of stuff that you do probably don't think of, that like as to why they're all a bit broken nah. and. It's just, it's, some of it is desperately, desperately sad. And some of it is, I mean, some of the stuff about the Duke of Windsor, I did know a lot of that, but some of it, I was, it, yeah. it, it adds yes. some colour. Yeah. Um, hey, but, do you think Meghan Markle will play herself? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be right, it'll be right up to date and she's an actress. It's not far off, is it? It's not oh. far off getting, I mean, it, there's some pretty, there's some pretty horrendous treatment of individuals Throughout yeah. it. Oh, name these individuals. You, 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 well, I think you, Princess, you, you Margaret, Princess Margaret had a oh, yeah. had, had an absolutely horrendous run of it, being banned from various bits and pieces. She did I have think, her own island, though. That helped to make up for it. She she hung out with Mick Jagger a lot, didn't she, over in that island? Didn't she? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but, you're not up to there, obviously. No, <laughs> I'm not up to there yet. But, but oh, yeah. no, this is a documentary I saw. No, Some but yeah, ways... no, she, you see her on the island, haven't it? But yeah, she. They yeah. Are, I think it's a tough life to be a royal. And and Prince Charles, yeah. I think, with Camilla. I mean, the, the the one saving thing with the Camilla story is, you know, they end up together. But like, you know, none of them ever get to be with who they want to be, or <coughs> you know. And there's these there's these just constant rules that you just think you you. With with hindsight as well, you can't like look at game. You know, you did need to move. You, you do need to move with the times. And the fact that it's been done like that for hundreds of years. What I really enjoyed in the last series, um, which I don't think you're up to yet, but obviously in the last uh, we had Diana and we had Thatcher. And the way they introduced Princess Diana, she's like dressed up in a Midsummer Night's Dream costume and hiding behind foliage, like leaf plants and stuff, and being all elfin. It's just so silly. And then you've got, I want to say Gillian Telforth, but Gillian Anderson. They always have that problem. <laughs> Gillian Anderson doing them, what I think is a great, uh, you know, take on uh, Margaret Thatcher, really watchable and quite funny. and you know, the way that they are, they're just so suburban, her and Dennis, and they're going, you know, they have to go to Balmoral and, like, walk through mud and stuff, and it's it's very entertaining. Yeah, I, I think some of the portrayals of the characters, how they sort of, like, as, particularly the characters as they've got older and it's new actors and um, playing them, Yeah, how they then keep those characters. Helen Bonham Carter's brilliant. Oh, I, she, I think she's brilliant in everything. I'm a big fan of hers. Except that yeah. those adverts for tea. You know, she's got an advert where she's drinking tea or something. No, oh. it's for sofas, DFS. Oh, right, yeah, but she goes on about on tea sofa. an awful lot. See, it didn't work on me, did it? She's doing DFS adverts. Oh, Sat on yeah. a sofa, yeah. Well, since she broke up with what's-his-name, she needs the money. That was years ago. I know, exactly. It's all gone. I've been outside their house, sis. Weird. Stalking them. Have yeah, you had any uh, court action yet? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was behind a it was behind a 
sort of a pub, sort of Belsize Park Road or something. It was uh, Belsize Park oh. somewhere. You're playing Knockdown yeah. Ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so come on. Um, let's get back to uh, some Sabalan Sabians. Let's get back to normal. What are you going to give us for next time, Deborah? Pieces of her. Okay. Uh, I came across it scrolling. Netflix. Right in the now, last hour. In the last yeah. hour. <laughs> well done. Um, Brilliantly researched. I've chosen it because it's got Tony Collette in it, and I think she's a marvel. So uh, who's, she, who's she now? Muriel's wedding. Muriel's no. wedding. Yeah. No. Tony Collette. I've been in a film with her. Uh, <laughs> That's two. I'm gonna start doing the bell every time <laughs> your name drops. Oh, great. Uh, you know Tony Collette. Sixth Sense. The mum in Sixth Sense. Uh, well, I don't remember her. You don't remember Muriel's wedding? Oh, well, I'm just going to have a look. Um, well, I didn't think it was all bad. I don't know why everyone's going seen, on about uh, but I do uh, hate weddings. Uh, Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine. She was in the mummy Years Little Miss Sunshine. Years ago. Oh, anyway, Tony Collette. Uh, it says here uh, on Netflix, it says, a woman pieces together her mother's dark past after a violent attack in their small town brings hidden threats and deadly secrets to light. Didn't Kate Winslet do that last year? Yeah, so that's uh, how many episodes? It looks like there are eight episodes. So digestible, one hour each. Brilliant. Episode, Netflix. Suspenseful and emotional. There you go. Okay. Pieces of her. Pieces right. of her. Well, I suppose that's it. Unless um, you want to join us after the credits roll for us to talk about our special feature this week, which is nothing. Everyone's looking really surprised. No, we're not yeah. doing it this week. Uh, but we'll probably bring that back next week. Next time. <laughs> Very good. Lovely. Well, it's lovely catching up, girls. Oh, it is. Isn't it nice? Should we so, set a date now? So that yeah, we so we're going to be, we will be back in a month, won't we? Uh, we're not yes. going to let it drag. Um, next no, let's time. not let it drag. Uh, we're coming into the Easter holidays, aren't we? Around the 4th, 5th of April. I don't know. Yes, so maybe during the Easter holidays at some point, either the 4th or the 5th or the 11th or the 12th, something like that. So pop those dates in your diary, Lister, and one of those dates (laughs) will pop up. Amazing. Right, oh, well, I'm going to go and try and find yellow jackets, I think. I'm really enjoying Yeah, I want to see if it's still available. Well, it was on now TV, and I think it had a a limited run left, so I don't think it's still available. You can always go and buy it on Amazon I'm sure... I'm sure I've seen it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, Okay, fine. Yeah. All right, then. All right, then. All right. And that's it. Take care. See you soon. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye.